Welcome to ZSA Show Entrepreneurship and Original Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Pablo Minos from the Business School of Durham University and the Universidad del Desarrollo de Santiago de Chile. He recently published an article entitled Human Animal Mutualism and Regenerative Entrepreneurship in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development. He co-authored this paper with Mauricio Hernandez. Pablo, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer? Um, so back in 2016, um, we started studying um, uh, sustainable enterprises, generally in, in Latin America, and, and we came across this category of, of generative organizations, mostly from agriculture, um, trying to bring life back to the graded ecosystems. Um, and I was just fa fascinating uh, at that point. So we went in and, and started studying conservation enterprises, um, restoring uh, marine ecosystems and, and so on. So, and, and, and it, as part of that journey, we, uh, we studied many different techniques, so um, uh, biodynamics and permaculture. Um, and then we came, we, we bumped into um, something called holistic management. And, uh, and there was one place uh, in, in the very down south in Patagonia called Pangilemu. Uh, and it was a demonstration farm, fairly large. So um, it's got 1,500 hectares. So it's huge ship farming and, and the small family agriculture. But it's a fascinating, fascinating approach. So we decided to um, visit them. Um, and the whole journey started in 2019. Um, and it just... Not without really a plan. Um, I went there. Um, I think it was like two weeks, and then my my co-author he went and worked for as a volunteer for I think it was like something around forty days, and and we we became good friends with them, and we just carry on um, uh, just just exploring and then trying to figure out what what was going on, and then the, the whole animal sort of a first nature organization relationships emerge out of that. Um, as part of the conversations, but it was very, very evident to us that there was a kind of a very strong connection between them. Um, and then, and there was fascinating to see them interacting with the animals and not just the working animals, but every single animal in the farm. And since they were bringing back uh, life back to the, the farm, uh, there were more and more animals and insects. So it was just fascinating to see them working together, trying to achieve this I mean, obviously, it's not a common aim, um, but it's common in the sense that, um, in terms of agency, but it's common in the sense that they all benefit from it, right? So there's um, um, no longer degraded ecosystems, nutrients are back. So it's a it was kind of a cool. That's that's how everything started with with this paper. What are the main contributions of this paper? Um, so we we we, we uncover this the human animal I mean human animal relationships in in um, in regenerative work, um, and it's um, although there is some work on non-human animal relationships in organization studies normally they're they're denatured in a way right so they, they treat animals the 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 humanize animals and here is a more a collaborative mutualistic relationship between. Um, the human and animals in the farm. So the founders, volunteers, and everyone that worked in, who work in Pangilemu and all the sort of uh, animals, sheep and um, and cows and um, herding dogs and horses and even swallows and moth and 
it's very very interesting how they collaborate um, for for mutual mutual benefit. So we uncover and, and this sort of relationship, um, a mutualistic relationship, like three dimensions that work together. So one is the idea of joint rewilding, uh, where they appear to go back to wild behaviors, right? So animals obviously they imitate wild behaviors, whereas humans there's a there's a big rethinking paradigms um, as they're that sort of uh, going back together to nature um, expands. There's obviously their tensions in the relationship. We have this sort of a hate-love relationship with nature. It's, be it's beautiful, but at the same time, it's cruel. Um, so that triggers a sense of uh, ambivalence in, in the relationship. But then that's reinforced by uh, what we call task interdependence, where that working together will start sort of a creating benefit for both of them. So we're seeing this as a sort of a cycling going from strengthening relationships, um, triggering tensions and reinforcing engagement through uh, the distribution of tasks. Right. So they help each other out um, in, in, in many and very diverse ways. Um, so and through that, what we do, we obviously we offer um, a very interesting view of human nature relationships to um, uh, regenerative, this is an emerging regenerative organizing literature. Um, we, we are part of a special issue on rural enterprise, and, and I think we have a, something interesting to say to that literature as well. Um, rural enterprises, most of them are um, or, or work around agriculture, farming, um, forestry. So, so this is clearly an, an important part of, um, of, of that sort of a side of, of the rural enterprise um, phenomenon. Um, and, and broadly speaking, we obviously we are in the space of sustainable enterprises, um, and I guess this is a, is a very unique and perhaps so far stream uh, cases of, um, of, of sustainable entrepreneurship, um, arguably. So I think there's something to say there. To that literature and in, in, in so how far can you actually take sustainable um, entrepreneurship? What was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge or challenges in addressing such a question? Um, well, in methods-wise, um, you have to be there, um, and it's always challenging. I mean, it's not challenging in 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 the sense that it's difficult to get there, and um, although it's quite far from the UK. Um, it's um but i guess it is is the openness to 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 learning um and you should spend some time there to realize what those relationships are um how do you on how do you uh, get to leave those connections um which sometimes are di very difficult to observe from from the distance so i guess the, the being being in place we we, we cite um gail weitzman work and and what it means and how things change whilst you're in there um and uh and i think it's spending weeks and and uh, and, and months uh, and not just uh visiting uh, but working with them repairing fences and um and doing all the sort of uh farm work um it changes changes significantly what you can so I mean, how you approach the data and how you treat the data um, it, it also forges a relationship with with the founders. Um, we were we try to be as respectful as possible um, with them. Is is their lives? So we we mentioned Elizabeth and Jose and and everyone that's been involved. So it's not an anonymized case, right? So to have to be as respectful as possible. So so there was a theoretical in the sense of theorizing, 
right? So how's your how in in, in how we build our interpretations, um, and and in theory we're trying to be as as connected to the case as possible, right? Without falling back into the 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 raw the raw data. So we did that in a in sort of a collaborative way um, because we as we were drafting the paper. Uh, and, and our inferences, we, there was a constant going back to them with uh, the ideas and um, as a kind of a sense of reality. And then we got like comments back from Elizabeth, from from Jose, saying, well, yeah, that's sort of, it makes sense. So you're moving in there. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if it's the right direction, but at least the direction that makes sense to them. So that was a big, not theoretical in the sense of anchoring or contribution, more in the process of theorizing from um, our observations that we wanted to be explicitly responsible and when we explained that in the paper and how we how we approach that particular challenge um again of of, of abstracting enough but um but staying as close as possible to to, to the case right? uh, but it was a beautiful journey and and, and um and a and there's a bit of a long was it three years of data halfway through COVID, so we find a way of uh, also traveling Despite the restrictions, um, it's just so isolated that you can just find a way around. So, um, so yeah, it was a that was a kind of I think methodological and um, and theoretical challenge. During your research, Johnny, what was for you the biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? Um, how deep that connection can go, um, because you always start from from a sense of um, obviously human agency right so is the founders running the farm um and uh, and they're making the decisions so that's the sort of traditional i guess managerial logic um so a sense of control over everything that's happening there because ultimately it's affecting your i mean whatever bottom line of or even if you're sustainable enterprises it's affecting all the outcomes that are linked to the business but here is a is a deep of the deeper connection where that agency is transferred back to nature in a way. So the degree to which they let things go, um, it, uh, it, was, it was fascinating in how committed they are. So there are um, cases where um, there were like foxes around attacking the, the sheep. And, um, and obviously the, 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 it was tempting for them, very tempting for them to set traps um, because essentially, every time they lose a, a sheep, right, that that's hurting the bottom line, and there's a there's a very low margin businesses. So, but there there's that commitment to treating nature as nature and letting do its work. Um, and if that means well, um, having to live in and around foxes and pumas and all the 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 problems, well, problems in and in, in brackets that comes with with doing that. Um, so be it, right? So that that to me, obviously, we, we went there to try and observe this nature and human collect connections, but then is how far they're able to take it. It's uh, it's, it's it's amazing, and how that's that how much that's connected to who they are and what they believe in as as just as managers, as as, as farmers. Um, that was fairly fairly interesting as well. Um, the idea of rewilding wasn't new to us um, because there, there's literature in conservation um, on this sort of a more radical approach to uh, conservation. But it was fascinating, I mean, at least to us, right, coming from entrepreneurship, um, fascinating to see it, see it in practice and how that can be part, not only part of a conservation effort, because this is normally 
run by NGOs, right? It's an NGO that have more well, the circumstances. Well, the the, the funding funding structure is different, so that immediately changes how you do things. So seeing rewilding in practice um, from articulated by a by a by a for-profit enterprise was was fascinating to see. Um, and then obviously the, the results and the structure of the results were well. So I think we, we found it interesting, um, and 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 that is not only because when when we see nature, it always tends to be beautiful, right? And and we romanticize the idea of nature, but here it's, it's just hard. It's um, there's difficult conditions. Weather is horrible um, <laughs> most of the year. Um, so it's. It's amazing, but not so amazing, right? And the, and then it's that relationship between nature with the good side and the bad side of it that makes it very, very unique. Um, so yeah, that was a surprising. But I guess there are a lot of things that are surprising because of where we're coming from, right? We don't we don't experience that often. This is very common to them. Um, but I guess the, the that that we did together, not with my co-authors, but with um, with with the founders of Pangilemu. I mean that was the that was interesting because they they were seeing that they were everything that we were doing together. It was a kind of a sense making exercise for them as well, seeing how their their relationship with nature and their animals work. So I guess there's that surprising element to them as well in how the the findings were articulated. What are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, policymakers, practitioners in general? Um, yes, is is a. I mean, if you're in sustainability and sustainable business, you're always looking for that that's something else that will that will clearly make a difference. Um, because we know that that eco-efficient approaches um, and eco-effective approaches are not enough. I mean, they solely rely on technology. Um, we know it's not going to make a change, right? At least to the degree that's needed. Um, so so recycling, right, and, and and energy conservation and carbon capture and storage and so on. These are really, I mean, it's cool um, and needed, but not sufficient. So that's why we ended up studying uh, regenerative um, enterprises because they're generally uh, giving back in a way, right? So they're 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 through the work they do uh, profitably, they're able to restore uh, natural environments. And in that paper, we have we provide evidence in in the paper we provide evidence um, of how the carrying capacity is changing. Um, how our biodiversity is improving as a result of, of their action in a very short period of time, which is which is impressive. So suppose it, it appears to be extreme, um, and, and perhaps it is in, in 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 the current context, but it makes perfect sense, right? So there there's a lot of things that we can learn from it, even if you're in a in a service business, um, in in how nature is treated and how much do companies. Uh, so how far they go to actually embrace nature as nature um, is normally um, separated from the business, right? So when you think, for example, about scaling up, right? um, as you kind of scale up business, when you can scale up a business, you inevitably have to detach the business from context. Um, so, but it's not really um, because the speed up, I mean, it's to scale up, speed up as well. And, um, and that challenges how nature works, right? So nature has its own timings and and pays and, and rhythms. And what these businesses do essentially is they work with and turn and and instead of alongside or against nature. So it might be extreme, but but perhaps is is the extreme we need today uh, to be able to resolve the 
the crisis we're in. I, I guess that's a that's a, a, a big message. Um, and that is that is if you take it if you take it one step further beyond agriculture, beyond sustainability, and in in organizational settings more broadly, um, human animal relations. I mean, we all have. I mean, not all, right? But um, um, we all live in and around with with and around pets um, and working animals. And now we're seeing. I don't know. Universities. Some some universities have like pets as 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 comforting animals to deal with, to help students deal with stress and so on. So. So they're they're everywhere, right? And, and we we build relationship with them um, um, without even knowing. So so there's a there's an interesting element there that that perhaps we have to take it more seriously, um, and and how those connections are built and how we take animals into consideration as animals, right? Um, yeah, I mean we 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 try we try and wrap up the paper with that with that message. Um, maybe there's there's something else there. Um, which I guess it's a, it's a message not only to organizational scholars, but also managers um, who are thinking of uh, including um, uh, animals as part of, the, as part of the, 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 the setting. Thanks a lot, Pablo, for participating to our show and presenting your paper entitled Human-Animal Mutualism in Regenerative Entrepreneurship. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-ead.com and on the main podcast platforms. Thank you.